Welcome to the evening episode of Honey in the Rock. We hope you've had a great day and we've got a great show ahead for you. Stick with us. This evening's episode is titled, Behold, I Send My Messenger. It shall be focused on the study of Matthew chapter 11. Before we go any further, we begin with the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee, Lord, that You've chosen us to be Your bride. Help us to live up to the billing and speak to us out of Thy Word today. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Matthew chapter 11. Chapter 11 And it came to pass, when Jesus had made an end of commanding His twelve disciples, He departed thence to teach and to preach in their cities. Now when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples, and said unto him, Art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? Jesus answered and said unto them, Go and show John again those things which ye do hear and see. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. And as they departed, Jesus began to say unto the multitudes concerning John, What went ye out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken with the wind? But what went ye out for to see? A man clothed in soft raiment? Behold, they that wear soft clothing are in kings' houses. But what went ye out for to see? A prophet? Yea, I say unto you, and more than a prophet, for this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. Verily I say unto you, Among them that are born of women, there hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist. Notwithstanding he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if ye will receive it, this is Elias, which was for to come. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. But whereunto shall I liken this generation? It is like unto children sitting in the markets, and calling unto their fellows, and saying, We have piped unto you, and ye have not danced. We have mourned unto you, and ye have not lamented. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say, He hath a devil. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Behold, a man gluttonous and a wine-bibber, a friend of publicans and sinners. But wisdom is justified of her children. Then began he to upbraid the cities wherein most of his mighty works were done, because they repented not. Woe unto thee, Chorazin! Woe unto thee, Bethsaida! For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at the day of judgment than for you. And thou, Capernaum, which art exalted unto heaven, shalt be brought down to hell. For if the mighty works which have been done in thee had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until this day. But I say unto you that it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom in the day of judgment than for thee. 
At that time Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent, and hast revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight. All things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father. Neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Burnham, titled, The Choosing of a Bride. This was preached in 1965 on April the 29th in the evening. We'll begin at paragraph 186 up to paragraph 232. I trust you'll find it to be a blessing. The other night, about 3 o'clock in the morning, I was awakened up. I take any of you to answer this. Have I ever told you anything in the name of the Lord but what it was right? It's always been right. Amen. So help me, God knows that's true. Amen. There is no one, no word in the world of the thousands of things that's been told that he has ever missed one word of it. Amen. It's always been perfectly come to pass. Amen. Even when I was at Phoenix the other day or about a year ago it was and told you that about that message on, on what time is it, sirs, and told you seven angels would meet out there and it'd be the opening of these seals and what. And there are the the Life magazine packed the article of it, this great flame going up into the air, 30 miles high, 27 miles across. They said they couldn't make out what it was, don't know yet. And man sitting right here in this building tonight was standing right there with me when it happened, just exactly what it said. He told me the things was coming to pass and it happened just exactly how each of those seals opened and told the mysteries that had been hid down through them ages of the reformers and so forth. Just perfectly, how standing up on top of the hill, man, three or four of them standing right here present now, yes, more than that. Going up the hill, the Holy Spirit said, pick up that rock we were hunting. He said, throw it up in the air and say, thus saith the Lord. I did. Down from there come a little funnel of wind. I said, within 24 hours, you'll see the hand of God. Man sitting right here present now. The next day, about 10 o'clock, standing there, I said, get ready, get under the car there, a veteran. I said, something's fixing to happen. Is it clear sky right up in a big canyon? Down come a whirling fire from heaven. Just as hard as it could scream. Hit the walls like that. I, I was standing right under it. I stuck off my hat, helped my head to come about three feet or four feet above me and cut a ditch, come around that wall like that, and blasted and went back up in the air and whirled around again and come down three times even and cut the tops of mesquite bushes out for 200 yards. You hear them fellas saying, amen? They were there when it happened. See? And it made three blasts. When they got off under the cars and everything, come back over, said, if that hit you, there wouldn't have been a greasy spot. I said, it was, it was him. He was talking to me. God speaks by a whirlwind. See? And there was that same pillar of fire that you see on the picture standing there. And when it went up, they said, what is it? I said, judgment is striking the West Coast. Second day from there, Alaska like the sunk. Amen. See, it struck once there, the first blow. Where the, you have to do something to symbolize it. Like a man put some uh, salt in a cruise and throwed it in the water and said, Thus saith the Lord, let there be sweet water. And another one, Jesus picked up water and poured it into a jug. And, 
and uh, made wine out of it. You have to have something to symbolize. That's what that was. That went up in the air and come down. That started that little whirlwind. Within 24 hours, it had shook that mountain to cut a ridge around it. Reverend Mr. Blair, sitting here looking right at him now, he is up there and picked up some of the pieces of it and so forth. Here's Terry South and them and standing here and Billy Paul and Brother Osama, many of these others sitting in here that was right there to see it happen. When it tore it out, that's not fiction, that's the truth. That wasn't back in the Bible days, that's now. That same God that's always showed me these things and they've come to pass exactly to the letter. Never had they failed one time. Now I'm bragging on him. A few weeks ago, I was in a vision and I was standing up on a, a high place and I was to see the preview of the church. And I noticed coming from uh, a standing more like this way facing the west and coming this way was uh, the lovely bunch of women. Real nice dress, long hair, fixed nice in the back, sleeves, skirts down neatly. And they were all in a marching tune like onward Christian soldiers marching as to war with the cross of Jesus going on before and as they passed by, I stood and there was something there, uh, some spirit, God, and said, there is the bride. And I looked and my heart was happy. And she went around this way and passed around behind me. After a while, when she come back this way, it said, now the modern church will come into preview. And here come the Asian church up. I never seen such a filthy bunch. Here come the other churches up, all the different nations. They look horrible. And I, I say this because I'm duty bound to tell the truth before God. Amen. And when he said, here comes the church of America now to be previewed. If I ever seen a bunch of devils, it was that. Them women were stripped naked with an old gray looking thing like a color of an elephant's hide. And there's hole in front of them with no upper part on it at all. And they were doing this kind of stuff that these, these dances that these kids do out here, that uh, twist and stuff, and that kind of music going on. And when I seen Miss USA come up, I almost fainted. Now this is thus saith the Lord. If you believe me to be his servant, you believe me now. I wouldn't say that for nothing in the world. There's not enough money in all the world to get me to say that if it wasn't true. And when she come by, that was the filthiest looking thing I ever seen. And I thought, God, as hard as preachers and we brethren have labored to get you a bride, and that's the best we could do. She was twisting, holding this in front of her like uh, one of these hula skirts of a thing, holding it in front of her part, uh, lower part like this, dancing and twisting like these kids do out here on the on these vulgar shows that they have. Twisting. That was Miss Christianity of America. So help me by the help of God, that's what it looks like in his face. I, I just, I, started, I could have fainted. I thought of all the trying and the preaching and the persuading, every one of them with Bob Hare. And they were twisting and carrying on 
holding this in front of the come around where I was standing there with this supernatural being. I couldn't see him. I could hear him talking to me. He's right around me. But when they turned this way, the hold is just twisting and laughing and going on, carrying on like that, holding this in front of him. Now, me standing in his presence there and his servant. And of all I tried, that's the best I could do. I thought, God, what good did it do me? What good did it do all the crying and begging and persuading and the great signs and wonders and miracles that you showed and how I stood there and go home and cry after preaching to him and things? And what good did it do me? And then I have to present something like that for you for a bride. And as I stood there looking, she passed on by and you can imagine the back part of her with nothing on, holding this in front of her as she went shimming by like that to this Twist throwing her limbs out like that and her, her oh it was vulgar how she was carrying on her body shaking around like that. Now I you say, what does it mean, Brother Bram? I don't know. I'm just telling you what I seen. And when she passed by like that, I looked at her and oh, I just got real faint. I just turned around and thought, God, I, I'm condemned. There, there's no need of me trying any. I just might as well quit. Miss Carl Williams, if you're sitting here in that dream. That you told me about a while ago that you had the other night that's been bothering you. There it is. The stirring wheel's taken from my hand. Then I just thought I, I just might as well forget it. I was gone. And all of at once, I heard it coming again. And coming up on the, this side, come the same bride that went around this way. Here come them little ladies again. And each one of them was dressed in their national garb from where they come from, like Switzerland, Germany, and so forth. Each one wearing that kind of garb, all long hair, just exactly like the one of the first. And here they was coming, walking onward, Christian soldiers marching as to war. And when they passed by the preview stand where we were standing, just all at once, every eye went that way. And then they turned back, and on they went marching. And just as they started to going right up into the skies, this other one went up to a break of a hill and went down like that. These started marching right up into the skies. And when they went to marching, I noticed a couple of little girls in the back looked like they might be of some foreign girl, like Sweden or Switzerland or somewhere. They started to look around and got, I said, don't do that. Don't get out of that step. And there's a scream like that. I come to in the vision, stand there with my hand out like that. I thought, well, that's the reason I said what I have tonight. I want to ask you a question. Is it later than we think? Could she already be called and chosen? Sealed away? There won't be one extra one, you know. Could it be possible? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Remember what I said the other day at the breakfast? In the pollen of breeding male and female, there's a million germs goes forth. A million eggs goes forth. But there's only one of them live, and yet they're everyone just alike. One out of a million. Every one of them, the same eggs and the same kind of germ. One of them lives, the rest of them dies. No one can tell which is the one that's a ripe egg and well, what about it. God has to decide that. Whether it's going to be a boy or girl, blonde or brunette or whatever it's going to be. God decides that. Not the first one meets, but the first one God's decide. Maybe one come up here and one, if you ever notice in the test tube, to see them come together. I've watched it. 
God has to decide that. One, every one of them just alike. But by election, the natural birth is by election. God takes one out of the million. When Israel left Egypt on their road to the promised land, there were approximately two million people. Every one of them was under the same sacrificial lamb. Or they wouldn't have lived. Every one of them listened to Moses, the prophet. Every one of them was baptized to him in the Red Sea. Every one of them danced the women with Miriam up and down the side of the, when, the seashore when God destroyed the enemy. Every one of them stood with Moses and heard him sing in the Spirit. They every one eat manna out of the wilderness that dropped down from heaven. New manna every night, which is a type of the message. Every one of them eat from it. But out of the two million, how many made it? Two. One out of a million. There's approximately 500 million Christians in the world, and I count Catholic and all. 500 million so-called believers in the world. If the rapture come tonight, that would mean if one out of a million was a count, I don't say it is, but if it was... 500 people in the next 24 hours that be missing, you'll never even hear of it. There'll be that many missing anyhow. It can't even be counted for. Then it could be happened to us, friends, like it did when John the Baptist came. Even the disciples said, why did the scripture say? Why did the apostles or the uh, prophets say? Why does it say that Elias must first come and restore all things? He said, I say unto you that Elias has already come. And you didn't know it. One of these days we could be left sitting here. What about the rapture before the tribulation sets in? It's already come and you didn't know it. All the bodies sealed in, just keeping it in step. I ain't saying it's that way. I hope it isn't that way. A friend. When if let's if we got a feel in our heart tonight that we should straighten up our lives and the things that we have done, let me advise you as a minister brother, and I'm going to say this for my first time over the pulpit. I've stretched out farther tonight on this than I have on anything else at any time anyhow before the public. Because I've had a great freedom in these meetings. If you believe me to be God's prophet. You listen to what I've told you. If there's one little tinkle of feeling in your heart, you go to God right now. You do it. Stop just a minute, man. Look at your your creeds that you serve. Look in your churches. Is it just exactly with the Word of God? Have you met every qualification to say, I'm a good man. So was Nicodemus and so was all the rest. They, they were fine. See, that don't have nothing to do with it. And women, I want you to look in the mirror. And look what God requires a woman to do. And see, in God's mirror, not your church mirror now. In God's mirror. And see if you could qualify in your life the spiritual bride of Jesus Christ. Ministers think the same. Do you cut corners here to save somebody's feelings over yonder? Would you do this if it wasn't, if they would put you out of the church? 
If you are feeling that way, my dear brother, let me warn you in the name of Jesus Christ, flee from that right now. Amen. And lady, if you can't measure up to the qualification of a Christian, not as a nominal Christian, but in your heart, and your life is patterned exactly like God's marriage certificate here says it has to be. And church member, if your church isn't like that, can measure up to God's qualification of His Word, get out of it and get into Christ. That's solemn warning. We don't know what time. You don't know what time that this city one day is going to be laying out here at the bottom of this ocean. Oh, Capernaum, said Jesus, thou who exalted into heaven will be brought down into hell. For if the mighty works had been done in Sodom and Gomorrah, it had been standing to this day. And Sodom and Gomorrah lays at the bottom of the Dead Sea, and Capernaum's in the bottom of the sea. Thou city, who claims to be the city of the angels, who's exalted yourself into heaven and sent all the dirty, filthy things of fashions and things, to even the foreign countries come here to pick up our filth and send it away. Through your fine churches and steeples, and so forth the way you do. Remember, one day you will be laying in the bottom of this sea. You're a great honeycomb under you right now. The wrath of God is belching right beneath you. How much longer you'll hold this sandbar hanging out over that when that ocean out yonder a mile deep will slide in there plumb back to the salt and sea. It'll be worse than the last day of Pompeii. Repent, Los Angeles. Repent the rest of you and turn to God. The hour of His wrath is upon the earth. Flee while there's time to flee and come into Christ. As we get towards the end of this episode, we'll end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee, Lord, for Thy word to know that You said, Heavens and earth shall pass away, but My word will never pass away. Speak to us out of thy word today. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you. Moses told the children of Israel, the Lord shall raise up a prophet like unto me and him shall you hear. Truly Jesus came, fulfilling all that Moses said, then died and rose and gave us salvation to declare we have a message to
but God will do nothing but he reveals his secrets to the prophets like the one he has sent in our day he fulfilled revelation 10 and 7 malachi 4 5 and 6 we now have this seven seal message to Seven. Mm-hmm. 